Hello and welcome to episode three of the Be More Human podcast. I'm your host, Laura Bolton, and I've created this podcast with the intention of guiding you to become the master of your own health. Thank you so much for investing your time and energy to listen to this episode. I really hope that by doing so, you'll gain more power and freedom to feel great, experience life in the way you want, and make the impact you desire in the world. Today's episode is a travel health special, which I decided to create as it's a timely topic. And I've recently traveled long haul to move from London, UK to Bali, Indonesia, which was a seven hour flight to Dubai, an eight hour wait through the night, and then a nine hour flight to Bali. It was pretty brutal, but I managed to travel feeling well, completely avoided getting sick, and I minimized jet lag symptoms. Furthermore, I was sat next to a frequent long-haul flyer on the plane who explained to me how much he suffered with health and jet lag when flying. And he said, oh, I wish there was a guide on how to deal with all this stuff. Well, here it is. I've done a lot of research and learnt much through personal experience of flying regularly over the years. And I've worked to make this a highly comprehensive holistic guide, which is both educational and practical. And I'm excited to share it with you. Whether you're a traveling nomad, fly frequently for work, or are going on a long haul flight for holiday, I really hope you'll get a lot of value from this episode. We'll be focusing on three key things. Number one, minimizing the symptoms of jet lag. Number two, maintaining gastrointestinal health. So avoiding the common yet uncomfortable and embarrassing symptoms of constipation, flatulence, pain and bloating. And three, avoiding illness in general, both from the cabin and when you're at your destination. I'm going to cover a journey from start to end, from pre-flight to staying well when flying and then post-flight. I'll explain what happens to our bodies during air travel and share practical solutions in the form of tactics and products that can be used to mitigate any negative effects. For any products or resources that I mention, I'll add the details into the show notes so you can explore them further if you want to. Okay, flying in planes. This has got to be one of the most epic things ever to have been invented, and I'm super grateful for it. But as amazing as it is to be able to jet around the world, the reality is that flying really messes with our bodies. It's simply not human. It's not natural for us to be in a pressurized cabin, being blasted with aircon 30,000 feet above ground, traveling across several time zones at a speed of 500 miles per hour. Sometimes it can be a stressful and tiring experience where we just end up not feeling our best. And not only is feeling crappy unpleasant in itself, it can really affect how you experience your time at your destination and how you perform. And you want to be alert with a clear head, focus and energy, especially if you're working or attending an event. Before we get into looking at the journey and the practical stuff, I'd just like to share a bit about jet lag. Now, anyone who's experienced it knows how it feels, but let's just take a closer look at what it is and how it happens. So jet lag is essentially a disturbance that occurs in the body's circadian rhythm. Our circadian rhythm is a natural internal process that regulates our sleep-wake cycle and repeats roughly every 24 hours. It's basically a 24-hour internal clock that's running in the background of your brain and it moves between sleepiness and alertness. 
Our circadian rhythms are actually built into our bodies and are internally self-regulated. However, they are actually trained by our usual environment. And the biggest factor of this is the light-dark cycle of day and night. Also, everyone has a different circadian rhythm. So this is, for example, when we talk about morning types or night owls. And the key is actually maintaining your usual type, your usual cycle. If you're passing through different time zones when you're flying, it can really mess with this natural clock. When we have jet lag, we might experience a variety of symptoms such as feeling tired and drowsy, irritable with mental fog, trouble focusing, feeling disorientated, issues with sleeping, disturbed appetite or digestive issues, and a weakened immune system. And long distance travel is tiring, both physically and mentally. And we can easily, you know, find ourselves too tired to properly enjoy the time once we're at our destination. Matthew Walker is the author of a book called Why We Sleep. It's an amazing and somewhat frightening book. um, But if you want to really go deep on sleep, it's the only book I think you need to know everything about sleep. He says that we can't completely avoid jet lag, but we can manage and minimize the symptoms of it. And he offers some tips, which I've incorporated into this episode. Okay, so let's go on a virtual trip. Stage one is before travel. So there's a few things, five actually, which I do to get off to a positive start before I travel. So the first thing is recommended by Matthew Walker, which is six or seven days before you fly, scaling back your sleep timing so that you begin to acclimatize your body to the time zone shifts by incrementally scaling back when you wake up in the morning so that you can move closer and closer to the natural wakefulness time at your destination. So for example, if you live in LA and you're traveling to London, try waking up 10 minutes earlier each day. So if you normally get up at 7.30, try getting up at 7.20, then the next day 7.10, next day 7 and so on. So in that six or seven days leading up to the flight, you've already adjusted to around an hour of the eight hour time difference. Now I recognize this isn't necessarily practical if you're doing long haul flying back and forth regularly, but it's great if you can do it. Also note that it's easier for your body to adjust to traveling west because you're lengthening your day rather than traveling east and shortening your day. That's pretty brutal. So my second thing is to just be prepared and organized and leave myself plenty of time. This minimizes emotional stress. It is so worth it. I'm sure we've all been in that situation where we're late, we're at the airport and everything is going wrong and we, you know, we've forgotten things and we're disorganized. Just invest the time up front and it's really worth it. The third thing is to just rest as much as possible a couple of days beforehand. So if you're getting on a flight well rested, you really do have a head start. I also do something called Ziva meditation. I do it daily, 15 minutes in the morning and then before my 15 minutes before my evening meal. It's my number one daily health habit. It's basically meditation for the real world and for high performance. And it has so many benefits for physical and mental health and our performance in life. But one of the benefits is it gives your body really deep rest, rest that is deeper than sleep at a cellular level. In London, I recently did live training with Emily Fletcher, the creator of the Ziva Technique. And she explained to me that it can minimize symptoms of jet lag by up to 80%. 
and she recommended I do an extra 15 minute session every four hours of travel. I tried this and I'm convinced it had a significant effect. You can actually learn the technique online and once you know how to do it, you can do it anywhere, anytime without having to be in a quiet environment or rely on any guidance. And I'll add my link into the show notes below so you can check out the online program if you're interested to find out more. The fourth thing is avoid eating just before flying. I actually fast before and during flying and I just drink still water. And I'll explain why and all the benefits of this shortly. The fifth thing is having a strong immune system. Now this is actually a long-term lifestyle thing and it's a really big topic that I'll cover in a future episode. However, as part of this and to boost resilience, I take a daily supplement that I found to be super effective called Host Defense, which is a powerful complex of mushrooms for immune support. I actually found out about it from Tim Ferriss on his podcast, The Tim Ferriss Show, and he swears by it. And since I've been taking it, I literally don't get sick. Okay, so now you're on the plane, let's look at the flight itself. Now the cabin provides truly dreadful conditions for the body. There's the air pressure, the lack of natural light, which is replaced by hideous blue artificial light. There's the food and drink, the air conditioning, and the sitting for long periods of time. I'm gonna share with you my 10 in-flight tactics plus a few of my must-have products to mitigate the effects of these conditions. Now the dry air can feel really uncomfortable. It dries our eyes, nose, and throat. The humidity in normal air keeps our airways moist, allowing the lining to trap germs that enter the body. But in drier air, those mucous membranes don't function well. So it helps germs invade your system. Also, you could be sitting next to a number of people who are ill, even if they don't quite know it yet. And the air that they're breathing is recirculating and breathed in by you. So tactic one is, unless it feels like an oven, Close the overhead air vents to keep that dry air from blasting directly onto your skin and sucking up even more moisture. Tactic two is to stay hydrated, drinking plenty of still water. If possible, take a couple of your own bottles on board because it's such a pain to keep asking for water. Also simultaneously avoid alcohol and caffeine because they are going to challenge your already stressed biorhythms and dehydrate you further. A product I really love is called X-Clear spray for the nose. It keeps the nasal canal moist, which counters the effect of the aircon, and it helps to trap germs. Plus, it contains xylitol, which is typically known for being a natural sweetener. However, it also acts as a biofilm disruptor. What is this, I hear you cry? Well, biofilms are formations which occur when a group of microorganisms like bacteria or parasites or viruses attach themselves to a surface and create a colony. These biofilms form themselves into a kind of shield that has a glue-like consistency, often referred to as slime. Nice. <laughs> the biofilm then acts as a barrier which helps the colony to defend itself against any antimicrobial treatments and against our immune cells. Xylitol helps to disrupt or break down these barriers, so we are better able to fight any germs that do get into us. I also use another product called Biocidin Spray, which is totally natural and very powerful. 
I use it once on the flight as a precautionary measure. So just a couple of sprays in the back of the throat. And then at any time in life when I feel the hint of a sore throat coming on. Tactic three, protect your eyes. You can use glasses, an eye mask, or just close your eyes as you listen to podcasts like this one, or audiobooks or music. Tactic four, this is a game changer for me. It's fasting. This has made such a difference to me, I cannot tell you. I don't eat for a few hours before the flight or during the flight. Now be aware that this can attract a lot of staring and baffled looks. I drink still water only and plenty of it. Now the fasting has three major benefits. According to a study from Harvard Medical School, a 24 hour fast actually helps to reset your sleep wake cycle and can make a big difference when it comes to jet lag. Fasting also helps our cells detox. It's especially helpful during flying when there's more disruption and toxicity occurring in our body. The third one is the biggest for me. It minimizes microbiome disruption and helps to prevent gastrointestinal problems. In cabin conditions, our gut microbiome, which is the collections of, of um, organisms in our gut, it gets distressed. When our microbiome gets distressed, it releases toxins into the body, which contributes to us feeling crap. This is made worse by the lack of sleep and rest, which we need to help our brain detox. Any kind of change in routine can also trigger constipation and the pressure, dehydration and sitting still for hours and hours can only make it worse. Flatulence increases significantly in the air, thanks to physics. The cabin pressure drops as the flight climbs and this leads to trapped gas within our bodies expanding accordingly. This is painful and inconvenient. And unless you have an aisle seat, it means keep having to disturb people and climb over them. Now this is a particularly precarious move when you are desperately trying to hold in gas. Trust me, I've been there. I used to suffer terribly with all of this. And since I started fasting before and during flights, I barely suffer at all. Also, can I just say that airplane food is revolting, even in biz. It also tends to be full of sugar, which is inflammatory to the body and not great at the best of times, but certainly not when flying and salt, which dehydrates us further. It's literally the worst combination. And I really wish that airlines would wise up to this. The air pressure in the aircraft cabin also causes your blood to absorb less oxygen, which can contribute to sleepiness, headaches and a lack of mental sharpness. This leads me to tactic five undertake regular deep breathing exercises and do so sitting tall in your seat to allow oxygen to flow easily through your body. This will also help your body to detoxify. Tactic six is to move regularly, stretch, walk about, get that lymph moving and help your body detox further. Tactic seven is the Ziva meditation that I mentioned earlier. As I said, this has made such a difference to me in my life in general, but it's also worked for me and others that I know for minimizing jet lag. Doing just one extra 15 minute session for every four hours of travel. In his book, Headstrong, Dave Asprey talks about how jet lag is not just circadian disruption, but it's also about mitochondrial dysfunction from flying. 
What the hell am I talking about? Well, mitochondria are power plants in your cells. They're like little factories which convert food and air into energy. So when these are not working properly, of course, it affects our energy. I'm going to do a separate episode all about mitochondria. And in general, we do want to build a lifestyle that supports our mitochondrial health. However, for flying, there's a supplement I like to take called Unfair Advantage by Bulletproof, which supports our mitochondrial function. It helps to energize us without caffeine. So I like to take it on or within a few hours of waking up. Okay, so let's talk about how to optimize sleep. This leads me on to tactic eight. Matthew Walker, the sleep expert I mentioned earlier, states that it's essential we try and get at least 12 hours of solid wakefulness before going to bed in our arrival time zone. It might be a tough day, but you'll adjust faster to your new time zone and be more productive on your trip. So try to stick to your normal schedule on the new local time. So if you usually go to sleep at, say, 11 p.m., try to stay up until 11 p.m. on your new time. On board, there is a lack of natural light. This is a big problem because natural light is the major factor in regulating our circadian rhythm. Also, there is plenty of artificial blue light, which is a problem before sleep. And our bodies are not designed for this. When we were cavemen and women, the only light we had after sunset was fire. The absence of blue light actually signals our human brain to produce melatonin, which makes us become sleepy. Blue light, preferably through daylight, is good in the morning because it tells your body to wake up. But it's the worst thing to have in your eyes in the few hours before sleep because it's telling the body it's time to wake up. So tactic nine is to avoid the blue light a few hours before sleep. Assuming that the cabin lights are on, the most effective ways to do this are to wear blue light blocking glasses, to wear an eye mask, and to wear long sleeves and bottoms because our skin actually absorbs blue light. Now it's usually cold on a plane I find anyway, um, but even if it's just lightweight stuff, try and keep your skin covered. For your phone and laptop screens, you can also get blue light blocking um, filters such as Eflux. Other products that I use to help me sleep when I'm flying are a magnesium supplement, So this is great to take about an hour before bed. It's great for calming the nervous system, reducing anxiety, aiding sleep, and has a whole host of other benefits. Also silicon earplugs to help block out the noise. Essential oils can also be really helpful. I love using lavender to help me get to sleep. And you can also buy rollerball blends, you know, specifically for sleep and likewise others for waking up and giving us energy. Just be careful to only use reputable brands that have really quality oils, such as doTERRA, for example. Tactic 10 is avoid drinking anything at least an hour before you're trying to go to sleep and go to the bathroom before you do. Because it's tricky enough sleeping on planes, you don't wanna wake yourself up for a bathroom trip. Okay, so once you've arrived at your destination, there's a few things you can do to minimize the jet lag and stay well. The first thing is grounding yourself, also known as earthing. This helps to reset your body clock after flying. Flying disrupts the electrical charge in our body's water cells, and that contributes to symptoms of jet lag. When you go up in an aeroplane, you build up a static charge in your body that slows the mitochondrial function. In other words, the battery in your body doesn't hold a charge as well 
because you were disconnected from the earth. Reconnecting with the earth can reduce the feeling of jet lag by allowing you to soak up the earth's negative charge. So at the earliest opportunity, get those bare feet on earth or sand and spend a good few minutes doing this. If you can't find any patches of earth, um, you can also use a grounding mat. And I'm thinking particularly of the frequent flyers here. So if you are a frequent flyer, it's something you, you might want to look into getting. Okay, the next tip comes courtesy of Matthew Walker again. He says that taking a micro dose of melatonin before bedtime in your new time zone might help you fall asleep without affecting your sleep quality. He says that melatonin is not a traditional sleep aid like Ambien, which he does not recommend. He explains that melatonin is kind of like the starting official of a 100 meter dash. It organizes all the participants, but it doesn't participate in the race itself. And that's why melatonin doesn't affect sleep quality. It just controls the timing of when sleep occurs by tricking the body into thinking it's time for sleep. I've tried melatonin, to be honest, it made me feel really weird. Um, but I know others who it really works for. So it might be something worth experimenting with if you're a regular long haul flyer or find that you're still having difficulty even after using other products and tactics. Another trip from Matthew is on day one and day two of arrival, expose yourself to at least 30 minutes of morning sunshine without sunglasses. In the afternoon, even on a cloudy day, always wear your sunglasses before heading out. I'm gonna to add to this and say in the evening, wear your blue blocker glasses, especially the couple of hours before bed. This will help signal to your body that it's starting to get close to bedtime. The blue light blocking devices on phones and laptops, such as Flux that I mentioned, can also be used. And you can dim the lights or just use, a, just use a lamp. You really want to just do everything you can to minimize that blue light in the evening, which is everywhere. Even with the blue blocking, I try and avoid screens at least an hour before bed, just simply to avoid brain stimulation. Now a device I use and ha well, have used in the past is called the Human Charger. This channels bright light directly to the light sensitive regions of the brain where it's needed the most via earbuds. Now the makers claim that in addition to reducing the effects of jet lag, it can be used at other times to increase energy levels, improve mood, increase mental alertness and keep the winter blues at bay. And it actually comes with an app so you can set where you're traveling to and it just tells you when to use the device so you don't need to work it out. I have used this a few times in the past uh, when I've been traveling to LA, for example, and I'm not sure that I really noticed a major difference, although I know many others who really swear by it. So another tactic is to optimize your hotel room or your Airbnb or wherever you're staying. So there are three things that I like to do immediately. Number one is to hunt out and remove any nasty air fresheners. If these are in the room, you want to unplug them or remove them, get rid of them, even if they're in the wardrobe, uh, because they're just not good for us. Another thing is to cover any LEDs or unplug any devices where, there, where there's LED lights, because this really can interfere with your sleep. You want to get the room as dark as you possibly can. So ideally you'd have blackout curtains or blackout blinds, and that is actually a criteria you could search for when you're looking for somewhere to stay. But if, if not, use an eye mask. Just try and block out as much light as you can. You will have a much, much better quality of sleep. 
Okay, finally, in order to stay healthy at your destination, there's a few things that I like to do and take. So I have some amazing parasite defense capsules, which I'll, along with everything else, I'll I'll add a link to. Um, I just take a preventative dose of one capsule a day. It just, for me, it just helps um, to prevent parasites taking hold in my system. And actually having a strong immune system is the most important thing um, because that's going to prevent your body from actually um, kind of, well, from allowing parasites to take hold um, in your body. But yeah, the parasite defense capsules are something that I like to take daily. Also activated coconut charcoal capsules. These are brilliant um, to eat, like to have whenever you're eating something suspect. Uh, drinking alcohol or you feel unwell maybe you have a sort of upset tummy or some brain fog because the activated coconut charcoal actually acts to attract toxins and extract them from the body i continue to take magnesium which i do every day before bed an hour before bed and then essential oils as well Uh, i think this is a whole topic in itself but my essentials for travel are tea tree oil for its antibacterial and antimicrobial and anti-everything qualities, and lavender. Lavender for helping uh, sleep, and it's also good for using on on bites. You can also get, as I said before, um, different blends for energy, um, and just make sure that you just go for high quality. Final things, hydration, hydration, hydration. Every day, it's uh, imperative. Breathing, just doing breath work, making sure that I'm taking time to just take deep, long breaths and really oxygenate my body and daily meditation. Okay, that's it. The most comprehensive guide to flight and long haul travel health that I feel I've been able to create. And I hope that by using these tips and finding what works best for you, you'll be able to make a difference to how you feel and perform. If you found this helpful, I'll be super grateful if you take just one minute to leave a rating and feedback, which will make it visible to more people and then more people we can help. I'd also love to connect with you, hear your feedback and questions, topics and things you'd like me to cover in future. This will really help me evolve it into something of radical value. You can connect with me via my website, my Facebook page or Instagram, and I'll add all relevant links into the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and have a vibrant day.